Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is July 5th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan! I'm doing okay. I'm sitting down. It's uh <laughs> standing desk. I'm a little low energy today. I'd say I'm a slightly worse for the wear. This is a throwback <laughs> episode. It's been a long time since we recorded one of, I recorded one of these worse for the wear. The worst part about the 4th of July is the 5th of July. You know, you gotta, you gotta, uh, gotta get back on the horse. It's rarely like, why, why have a holiday where the next day is a work day? It's just, you know, it's, it boggles the mind. I got, right? Yeah, got into the fat cork last night. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. I'm working today, and uh, you know, I have. Yeah, we're on the horse. We got the U.S. Women's Open. We're, <laughs> creating video essssays of you know podcasts we gotta go we got it's the middle of summer it's middle of the week too golf. that's the weird the thing week. it's like it's Wednesday yeah a lot of people just around here took off for the beach I know. you know for the that's... whole week and it's like that's uh, well you know when golf's dead in November and December and then you know we can maybe do that I don't know is it but, ever dead um though? that's a good no, question you know it's uh we'll have some lawsuit dropped or some <laughs> you know, it feels like there hasn't been an off week for. Hey, you texted me yesterday. You know, we we text a lot, but try to mm-hmm. go our separate ways or holiday, enjoy time with the family. And I get a text from you late in the holiday. It says, "Hey, remind me, I got some good motorcycle gain insights." So I think our, it's your duty to report <laughs> back here on our foremost golf podcast. Uh, this recurring topic of, of <laughs> how does the motorcycle gain begin? How do you go about joining one? What's how does these groups come together? Yeah, so this was uh, this was incredible. I was uh, <laughs> was walking the dog and my daughter around the block, and uh, a guy rolls up on a motorcycle and he he opens his garage door. He he lives down the street from me. He's got the vest on. He's just kidding. <laughs> he's kidding out, and my daughter's like in the way. So he has to wait and then he's pulling in and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, there's never going to be a better chance for me than to ask the question right now. It's a neighbor. So he's, he's pulling in and, uh, and I'm like, Hey, can I ask you a question? And he turns around (laughs) kind of surprised. I'm like, I've been wondering this for a, for a number of years. And I asked him, I go, how do you go about getting into a motorcycle gang? And I was like, could I just yeah, buy yeah. a bike and, and start, you know, how does it work? You find a parking lot where you see a bikes <laughs> and you go pull into it. So, like what happens? So you guys, you got to be invited. Whoa. You need to be <laughs> invited by somebody. Well, how do you go well, about first off, put a first gnome off, in your front yard? Hold on. Like, is this similar to the Swainers thing? <laughs> hold on. First off, quick 
The first thing he said, well, it's not a gang, it's a club. Oh, yeah, yeah. You gotta, yeah. They don't want the feds on them. You gotta figure <laughs> oh, out the lingo. Well, we'll get into okay. that. I got more, I got stuff about the feds. I got, this guy just dumped information on me. I, I <laughs> know so much about motorcycle clubs now. It's, clubs, yeah. <laughs> I like, yeah, I, sure. I'm fascinated by the whole thing. So anyways, you gotta be invited if you want to ride with them. I was like, so I couldn't just get a bike, put on some motorcycle clothes, and start riding with us, with you guys. He he chuckled, and he was like, "No, you can't do that." I was like, "What would happen if I did?" He goes, "Well, we'd ask you nicely to leave." Get the hell away! Yeah. And uh, yeah. so, anyways, you have to be invited, and this starts like a whole process of becoming part of the club. So. You you can ride as a friend. Then you move into like this prospective member phase. Okay. I forgot the exact terminology. Sounds easier to join some country club. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Way. So anyways, you go prospective member to then you're like effectively what a, a pledge is in a frat. Okay. Once you you decide to join, you are like the low low person on the totem pole. And I was like, "Do you get hazed?" And he's like, "Well, I don't haze anybody, but you know." What? So these people then get hazed, and then you become a member. I suppose we're getting to this, but what are the benefits of this process? What are the benefits of being in the gang slash club? Don't call it a gang. Well, the rides is like the one part. They have get-togethers. But you can ride a bike up on your own. He, I was asking. I was like, well, you like, is it, you just get a ride? And he's like, no, we have get-togethers all the time. Well, what does that get you? Do you get discounts on the wings <laughs> and the beers? What's the pro- what, is the, what is the benefit well, besides companionship, which you can get anywhere without being hazed? I think it's just people that have a common interest, right? Okay. okay. So anyways, he was like, then once you're through that period, you become a member. And then there's officers and everything. And he points to his chest. Oh, he goes, I'm a sergeant. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what, what, what is a sergeant? Like, what do you do? What's your job? He goes, I have to make sure that the captain's protected. And I was like, protected I mean, from what? And he goes, Any, risk- anything. At the risk of offending some, you know, probably some bad hombres, some serious people. This sounds like a bunch of adults trying to play like toy soldier and dress up. What are, what are they designating themselves in different, like the different captains and soldiers and stuff like this? Well, what are these titles they're coming up with for this club? I, I don't, you know, he was a sergeant. He, his job's to protect the, the captain Cap- and they and have the these ranks. And- so anyways, okay. he I'm going to leave this all anonymous. I don't want I don't want the guy that really? lives sure. down the street getting getting popped sure. by by his uh, sure. his club for giving out information. You know, sure. The thing I found fascinating, he's like, we're one of many clubs in the area. And the I guess the biggest club in the area is Hell's Angels. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like a serious deal. Okay. He's like, they are the governing club. So if there's disputes, they have their own governance, right? Like the captain will 
you know, decide if there's an internal dispute, what's going on. But governance, you know, when it gets to be a big problem, Hell's Angels governs all the clubs in the area. Clubs. Okay. Okay. It's kind of like Augusta National can kind of put their thumb on the scale with certain, you know, tournament ball if they really wanted to. They don't they don't they don't have governance power, but they have sort of the, the strong mm-hmm. power, right? Yeah. Okay. And then he was telling all me right. all about all the the feds crack the FBI cracking down on all these clubs. He's like, our <laughs> club does not do anything bad. You know, he was very legal activity. Yeah. His his club okay. is a very, you know, straight and narrow club. You know, a bunch of good people that like to ride bikes. But he was telling me all about how, you know, the FBI is really cracking down on motorcycle gangs. Like slash really? clubs. That's the current point yes. of emphasis. An area huge, of emphasis. Okay. Huge point of emphasis. He's like, I don't know if you've read. You know, at this point, he thinks that I like have like a, you know, a... a I can't help myself but to read about motorcycle clubs all in my in my free time, you know. <laughs> but I got again. I I finally found out something that I've wondered for years. I hope this That's was good. I hope That's this a was lot interesting. Of details. I like this. This is a good Fourth of July in, uh, content. This is great. I mean, I, I think people are fascinated. People probably know more about it than us two idiots coming into a blind are, are more familiar with it from various shows like. That one on FX, whatever that is, the Anarchy Show. I Sons can't believe Anarchy. you have I'm to go sure. through like a pledgeship period where you're hazed by other people. Yeah. But do, mean, you, do you think the hazing is like you got to ride at the back of the back of the club? Is that? Do you think that's the worst <laughs> spot to ride? What do you I think? Didn't bring a box of donuts for breakfast. Show up. Uh, I don't know. Pick up the tab. That kind of stuff. Th- those kind of things, like you would at a a major league baseball clubhouse or something, or you're an NBA rookie, that, that kind of stuff. I would imagine, I would, I would hope it didn't get too, uh, too unseemly because uh, these are, are, are all adults at this point. I, w- I would think not, not that that means they're mature or, or, you know, can be trusted, but um, it's, a, that's an interesting dynamic. I love this Intel. I wonder what this guy thought you were getting, what he was getting himself into this inquiry <laughs> mind with this <laughs> toddler and dog. Ask him, hey, I got to ask you something. <laughs> yeah. But he sounded like a fount of information. Oh, he's a great guy. Maybe we maybe we give him one of those voice like disguisers and have him on as a guest and just go at, at length for like a forty five minute deep dive on the whole the whole subculture of the motorcycle clubs. Don't call me a gang. I know? think he'd be up for it. I, you know, okay. he he he's uh yeah. I, I mean. I think he the only thing he'd want to not jeopardize is his uh, rising profile in the club. His he's, rank, yeah, he's a yeah, sergeant. sergeant. I think he's whatever. got yeah, right. he's got right. virtues right. of of rising further up. You know, yep. so yep. voice disguiser yep. something. Yep. All right. With that, we'll get to the schedule for the week and discuss some golf here on this nominally golf podcast. It's Wednesday. Uh, the event, the Echo event of the week, I presume will be the U.S. Women's Open. We'll do, talk about Echo here in a minute, but let's start. It is. Uh, you are, you, you assumed correctly. Okay. Yeah, I didn't go with the John Deere. Deere. <laughs> Why not? What's wrong with that? The Quad Cities? You're, you're abandoning You know your what? Central, one of my uh, favorite, my favorite philo- ideas for the designated events were, was that they... Rotating. Was it the rotating one? Totally. I would love 
love, love the deer. Love if like all the big names went to Moline for a week. It would just if the deer, and I'm not even talking once every. 10 years just was popping off would be amazing. Like all the big pros find private into, into the, into Moline. (laughs) Like you see like the way that like, um, normal PGA tour pros get there. They fly into Chicago and drive, you know, that's not a fun drive. (laughs) Right. See, see some parts of the country. I imagine it's like, it's two and a half hours of cornfields. It's pretty awful. And, uh, you know, it'd be just phenomenal if they're, if they, if you had like Rory flying in to Moline and, uh, hanging out at the John Deere museum, you know, DJ Patrick Cantlay, people like that, you know, Xander, you know, all these people. So, uh, all right, let's get to the U S women's open. This is at Pebble beach, July 6th through 9th. Um, this is the third women's major of the year. That will be on uh, prime time Thursday and Friday, four to six on Peacock, six to eleven p.m. Eastern on the USA Network. So that will get the uh, the grizzly SVU transitions. I shudder to think of, of some of the young girls and, and kids watching, trying to watch women's golf and, and stumbling upon you know heroin use and you know prostitution scandals uh, at five thirty uh, Eastern. So and then on the weekend. 3 to 9 p.m. on NBC, Saturday and Sunday. So a 9 p.m. finish on network television Sunday night at Pebble Beach. So that is good, good stuff. It's all set up for a really good, uh, good championship. Notables, Brooke Henderson, Daniel Kane, Jinyunko, Lydia Ko, Nelly Korda, Minji Lee, Annika made notables, Lexi, Lilia Vu, Ruonin Ying, uh, our major winner just from Baltusrol two weeks ago, and Rose Zane. Alternate notables, which we were also given, the big men group, Lindy Duncan, Allie Ewing, and Lynn Grant. I assume that's Horace, not Harvey Grant, going with Tim Duncan and Patrick Ewing. Dr. Seuss, Jill McGill, Hinako Shibuno, and Saki Baba. Jaravi Boonchant, Celine Boutier, and Ashley Boo High. So that's the ghost group. Uh, Monet Chun and Farah O'Keefe. And then Little Miss Laura Sluman. Who uh, I don't know if that's related to Little Sluman. I, I would I would think so, but I could be wrong. So uh, Laura Sluman is also uh, in the field. This is uh, your Echo Event of the Week. Um, we have a number of, of oh. vignettes. I don't want to step on some of those. Laura it married Trevor Sluman. Oh, okay. So she married in. Restrepo married Trevor, Trevor Sluman. Got it. Okay, cool. Oh, they became uh, engaged at uh, at Augusta National. Oh, very nice. Very nice. So that kid, those kids, if the, should they decide to have kids or have kids already, will have some good golfing genes between a, a you know a pro or qualifying for the U.S. Women's Open and and the Sluman genes. So twenty, yeah, um, they must they, they must be recently married. They got engaged on in twenty twenty two. All right, there we go. I think with um, Tiger. What do you mean with Tiger? Um, had a Epson tour tour player. This is Beth Ann Nichols' article. Had a life changing experience at the Masters two weeks ago, as Tiger Woods made his way to the 14th tee. Restrepo and longtime boyfriend Trevor Sluman were among the few patrons who remained around Amen Corner. Um, 
Tiger Tiger proposed um, was 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 did did facilitate the proposal? Yes, is it, that what we're suggesting? What's that? I don't know. I'm trying to read this. This is uh, this that's is all right. great. All right, so, so anyways, that's your Laura yeah, Sluman preview of the U.S. Women's <laughs> Open. Good luck to her at Pebble <laughs> Beach. Um, look, we have a number of video vignettes uh coming up i don't want to step on all those we don't the course is well covered well documented and this should be a unique and different way to watch it um it's kind of startling i've i saw um michelle we reference in the no laying up video uh that she had prior to that media day she had never played it pebble beach in california went to stanford nelly corda on monday so she'd only played it in video games like you have golf royalty here and superstars, superstardom of, you know, maybe not Hall of Famers yet or, or Hall of Famers at all, but superstars um, who've never played Pebble Beach. And so you could understand that, right? They just have never come here. And if you're a professional golfer, you're not going to necessarily swerve out of your way. And it's even to play a place like Pebble sometimes. So um, this is a good thing, whether you care about women's golf or or you don't care at all. Like it's a good thing that's making the pie and, and making the game bigger and better for all everyone who cares about that gives a shit about golf. And um, as I've always said, like there's a lot of grow the game, like hucksters trying to make a buck that are just marketing to you. Uh, usually, the best way, and it doesn't work every time, is to, to put the best players. Um, on the best courses for the biggest championships, and that's what you have here in the women's, uh, in the in the women's side of things. And it, it doesn't work. It might not work this time, but it's a chance. Like Sayri Pak was lightning, like that exploded golf. So putting more shots up, and this is a good shot that's being put up, and I'm excited to watch it. Certainly, and and, and the primetime coverage adds to that elevation. So yeah. I'm I'm pumped up for this too. I'm going down tomorrow. Uh, I think I will be watching the Brooke Henderson, Rose Zhang, Lydia Co. group in the afternoon. Not sure who I'm going to watch in the morning. You can bring the stopwatch. You bring the stopwatch <laughs> for, for that one. Re- reprise your roots from timing Bryson at Pebble in 2019. It's, it's one of my one of the as hesitancies of watching that group is is the Brooke Henderson uh, pace of play. This, the tur- tortoise in the group um but yeah but yeah i can't wait i i think like honestly pebble's probably a better course for women uh the women's game than the men's game at this point i think the men's games made it pretty i uh well let's uh you know be real partly pebbles neglect uh of his golf course has made it less interesting than you know it it uh it could be um, between some of their grassing lines and resistance to um, kind of honoring their history. Uh, Story. B, and then another reason, they don't even have a, a consulting golf architect. They do in-house work, which, you know, in-house work can be done well, but if you're, you know, they're probably the only course in the top 20 golf courses in the world that doesn't have a consulting architect which is kind of insane from from an outside point of view it would seem in in most any business but certainly in the care and you know caretaking of a golf course 
it might be good to have an outside voice swoop in every now and then so you're not kind of caught up in the day-to-day echo chamber or the day-to-day movements and maybe just a, a different view from a different angle would would be a good thing for any business all the time but anyways anyway. you know like the the women's game i think is going to be fascinating to watch out here just because the golf course is going to kind of play the way it's supposed to play right two two is like a, a really a nothing hole for the men with the way they hit the ball um there's this really cool cross hazard on two and it's going to be a par five this week and in men's us opens it's a par four um but it's going to be a par five and if you don't hit a great drive you know you're going to have to contend with that that cross hazard it's just going to be fun to watch like you're going to see different shots out there you're going to see different trajectories balls coming in like getting over six's big hill in two is going to be a feat um that hole is going to probably i think be the most fun one to watch um just in general um absolutely it's it's a mammoth hill and depending on the weather conditions you know it 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 should be it should just be a, a fun tournament in a different way. We've we've seen Pebble played so much by one type of style. And it's going to be fascinating. It's one of I, I think like I wrote this in the newsletter, but like there's Augusta National and TPC Sawgrass and Pebble, I would say, are the three courses that golf fans know like but the back of their hand, right? Where you know every hole. You remember shots, and that's really cool. It's going to be really neat to watch the greatest women play that golf course, right? Yeah. Um, on six, I, I thought I thought it was interesting. That for me is, is certainly most interesting. It's always you know the most interesting, but it's, it'll be nice to see something different where you know pros aren't just trying to hammer it as far as they can up the left side. Uh, you know, maybe get TIO or whatever they want. Well, um, the and, one thing to watch but, on six too is the absurd uh, grass line on the right side. Oh. They, you know, so the whole premise of the Remove golf hole is if you play close to the ocean, you get a better angle to approach the green and it's shorter a flatter lie flatter lie right yeah Yeah. so there's all these great reasons to hit it close to the water hit it close to the cliff and uh the usga and and the uh and the pebble beach company decided to uh put 10 yards of rough over there it converted fairway into rough and they I was playing with uh, a USGA uh, person and a and and the um, somebody from Pebble Beach, and they said, you know, if you look at the data, not a lot of balls end up over there. And it's like, well, it's almost as if the ocean deters people from playing over there. <laughs> I, I mean, this is. Hasn't this been some so, some of the in theory like the the beef with Tory Pines yes. too? Like you have this great hazard, and the, you've got the other canyons that are just like not. They might as well be in Quad Cities if you're not gonna just just wait till everybody sees the drone footage of eight and the grassing lines on eight. It's insane. It looks like it's like a. Oh, I saw it! I saw it yesterday. There's the rough on the right and the left. It's like yeah. this little circle of fairway. It looks like a tee box, like <laughs> or something. Like a little, it's like it's insane. It's it's horrible. It it honestly, 
I meant to bring that up. Honestly, yeah. it is like extraordinarily frustrating and incredibly damaging for the overall like discourse of golf architecture to not to have the governing body not understand strategic golf design where like what what a a cliff presents and how you want to have the option to play along the cliff available so with no rough the option maybe even the bold option to get to get that flatter lie to get that angle it's, up yeah the, hill, the whole it's not even it's maybe the stats say one in ten or you know only do it because of the risk of the ocean but now it's it's no uh, zero and then ten and, trying even trying well what they're doing too is golf is most interesting when there's a array of of it's what we saw at LA right an array of options right and outcomes from shots right when you create like a twenty yard wide area for everybody to hit the ball in what you're doing is you're immediately limiting the outcomes. So if, if, if you think about if there's 60 yards to hit a fair, a drive, let's just put them into three 20 yard targets. That's three options. And from there, let's just say there's five more outcomes from there. So let's it's 15 outcomes one way. There's uh, there's 15 outcomes that way. If you all play to the same spot and then there's five outcomes from there, there's only like five outcomes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So by by narrowing everything, all you're doing is removing different things that could happen, which to me is kind of the interest in in watching something, you know, like a great mystery you don't know what's happening, right? You don't know what's going to happen. A bad mystery, you kind of know what's going to happen. Now, the eighth tee shot is not a mystery at all. It's just going to be like, watch them hit it up into this island of fairway. It, it, it is the most insane looking thing I've ever seen. I, I saw it. I, I saw it pop on. I think it was maybe a USGA social video. And I like, wait, 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 wait. wait. That looks... That looks freakish. Like that looks like made up. And I almost, I, I should have dropped it in Slack. I, I guess like, I'm glad you're bringing it up now as sort of an affirmation or, you know, insight into it, but it looks bizarre. Yeah. Um, I, on six, I saw, go ahead. Yeah, go, go for it. I saw Rosane just to get back to, it's not all bad. Like we're, we're, we're not like, it's still going to be a great different kind of test for women and listening to Nelly talk about it on Monday. It's like, this is like, yeah, of course, we have quibbles and qualms with certain ways that, that what it could be. Like, it's still not the Diamond Resorts in Orlando or whatever it is. It's just listening to Nelly talk about like, holy shit, um, she didn't curse, but like how often the ball is like below my feet. And then also there's going to be wind. And then also these are the smallest greens I've ever seen in my life. And, you know, that's a separate discussion, but like, Having to think different ways, which maybe they haven't always had to do on the LPGA road of schedules and and certainly not on the PGA Tour, too. But for even U.S. Opens that haven't always gone to the best courses or the best tests, 
there's a little more um, challenge and having a lot of sloping lies, certainly going to have some elements. And then like, you know, uh, some proper, proper distance, right? Proper distance challenge that maybe isn't always there for the men when they play this. And uh, watching six yesterday, I think it was a social video. Rose Dane, who's certainly not the bombiest of, of players, but not short, not a short player, uh, you know, was throwing it to the front of the, you know, was had, had, it was a three shot hole. She had a wedge in, you know, it's not there. So that's going to be a real like it's not an automatic thing where you're hitting an iron or hitting a, a fairway metal and just running it onto the front there, as we see so often in the AT&T pebble beach even when it's wet and soft so um i think like just to get it back from from some of the problems we have with some of the setup like it is going to be a unique and great test for for the women it always is it always is a good major championship test but i think listening to nelly talk about having to activate all parts of her golf brain on almost every shot or at least every approach shot is a good thing. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about the golf course is like right away, you're just on edge all the time because you're never comfortable with a lie in a, in a shot between the wind, yeah. the small targets and everything. Um, it is a, it's a very uncomfortable place to play golf. And I think like that's where, you know, it's going to be really fascinating to watch is, is just, I think the women, unfortunately, which it should be the complete opposite. They, they play just generally probably a little bit less interesting golf courses across their schedule. They have some good ones in there, but for the most part, I think, you know, one of the things is they should play, they should play the best courses because their demands mm -hmm. are a little bit smaller, right? The infrastructure is not as big. And the 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 distance demands of a golf course box. are yeah. are not the same. So you know the the women I think in general on the LPGA schedule should play the best golf courses. Um, unfortunately, that's not the case always. So that will be a really fun thing to watch this week. And and just seeing some balls bounce into these greens will also be really fun to see. Like especially the ninth and, and tenth holes where you have these big slopes that kind of kick into them. Um, and um, yeah, it, I, I, I wish the golf course was presented differently, but it's still going to be really fun to watch. I like, I want to be clear about this too, is like, there are a lot of things to critique about Pebble beach and, and the way they, they present the golf course. But I, I will tell you that having been out there, I don't know, five times in the last year. Every time I go out there, I'm still just like in awe of of the place, right? Like yeah. the the fact that this place exists, it it is is unbelievable. And it's a place that like in some capacity of your life you should go see just to see. Um and right. you know, it doesn't mean you have to pay the eight fifty to go play. You could go watch a, the AT&T there. You could go to, you know, you could go just walk around, um, to be completely honest. Um, it is it is astonishing, the place. So, um, you know, there are there are things like. I I want it to be presented better. I think that it, it does like the greater golf community a disservice in the way that they present it. Um, it should be kind of a 
a showpiece for golf and and it kind of exudes a lot of things that are are wrong with golf course um presentation but that being said it's still an amazing place and it's an it's an amazing place to watch golf and it's uh it's amazing it'll be amazing on tv it is the echo event of the week for many of those reasons and mowing lines notwithstanding um i saw you know when there's when there's a lot of rough you know what's important do waterproof waterproofing so i might i'll probably be strapping up my echoes and going out there around yeah construction when you're shuffling through the the you know just inside the ropes or wherever you're you're not going to be in the middle of the fairway you'll have an extra deal you have that Gore-Tex around nothing worse than the morning you know and you just you're set for the day your socks get wet you're you're walking through that morning dew and you're done you're toast you go to us.echo.com slash sgs to peruse their 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 wide array of offerings um we get like this is one of the advertisers where we've gotten a lot of like unsolicited submissions. Like we keep getting DMs of, of people who bought them and nobody said anything bad so far. Everybody's like, these are amazing. They're incredibly comfortable. Some of these were existing Echo users, not because we, you know, raised awareness here or anything, but we'd have gotten a lot of positive feedback um, that I don't know if I expected, but uh, it's just it's it's amusing how some of these listen ad I expect, partners trigger that I expected it. Yeah, I yeah. As somebody I, I who's like worn echo, uh, who's I know they're worn echo shoes. Yeah. They're they're honestly the most comfortable shoes you can wear on a golf course. And uh, so you're going to be trudging around, trudging around Pebble and your echoes. Uh, lots of also, rough, lots I noticed... of rough to cut through with those echoes. <laughs> so I'll be, I'll it's, be here. Looks... I won't be on the little Island of fairway on the eighth hole. I can assure you that I'll be walking in rough in the eighth hole. I, uh, we keep, we, people ask for promo codes. Echo doesn't really do that. They're, they're, they're like, they stand on their own product. They don't, I guess they don't give out a lot of promo codes, but us.echo.com slash SGS, the URL to use, but there is a women's shoe sale. I think it's 30% off a lot of women's. Uh, golf shoes right now so that is a an opportunity or an option for you yeah well. the uh all right yeah the Go ahead. You, all the, any weather the pebble has you know there can be rain earlier this year it was raining uh, just out of nowhere when denny mccarthy was you know trying to get it home it just started raining all all the yeah. weather you're ready for with the echoes so uh, it looks like we'll get the June gloom a little bit. Yeah. Uh, even though it's July it just, for the first. It just cleared up here in Central California after, you know, three hours of uh, sun or three hours of clouds. Okay. Um, all right. So continuing on with our schedule for the week on the PGA Tour, we have the aforementioned John Deere Classic. Uh, that is at TPC Deer Run, oh, the God, great I... DA points or DA Wybrain, I should say. Um layout in the uh quad da points there. is in the field he's one of the three illini <laughs> nick hardy da and uh tommy tommy, tommy cool. cool yeah right uh purse is 7.4 million defending champ do you know who the defending champ is here do you remember this hmm. this is postman jt Poston. oh god notables ludwig aberg jolie d adam hadwin zatch Matt Kuchar, Michael Thorpe Jornson, and Cam Young is playing. This will be your usual CBS Golf Channel split. Cam, I mean, um, what's Cam Young in the FedEx Cup? He like might not make question. the playoffs. Not having a 
not having a strong year himself. Uh, must be, must be the you know he must need a new caddy. How come nobody says that when they're having a bad year and they got a big among name the caddy. kids in the field, <laughs> among the kids in the field, Aberg, Sergeant, Thor, it's cool. We mentioned Ross Steele, forty ninth in boy the from, FedEx Cup. He's he's fine. The lanky man from Georgia Tech, Steelman, and Bill Mao, Big Bill Mao. Uh, other notables, Jonathan Bird, Marcus Bird, and Russell Henley. Emiliano Grillo, Austin Smotherman, and Eric Cole. Seems like grill-related. And then Lions QB, Scott Harrington, Keith Mitchell, and Adam Long, who I don't even know what Lions. I know Joey Harrington, Scott Mitchell. Uh, that's your uh, DP, or I'm sorry, PGA Tour. Who's your pick? group. I am going, I think I'm going with Cole, Eric Cole. I assume, I haven't read any picks or don't, I assume that's a trendy choice. This is going to be a birdie fest, and I bet a lot of people are riding Cole, but there's a lot of hearty love, if I had to guess. Uh, that's a ESPN uh, feature group is Jan Aberg and Nick Hardy. Good group. That's a fun, for, that's, that's, you know, making lemonade with lemons. Uh, in this field not those guys necessarily it's just a weak field is all i'm saying but that who's your pick um who do you like god it's a tough one i'm gonna go with uh denny mccarthy he's the third highest ranked player in the field you gotta go deep featured that's the you know i don't know i guess featured i guess that's my pick feature groups on espn plus zatch kuchar mccarthy uh, Seamus Power, Adam Shank, and Adam Hadwin. Um, Poston Glover, Michael Kim. Your 2018 winner. The Septic Tank, Nick Taylor, and Grumpy Grio. So this is just not a strong field, but, uh, you know, not every, not every event can be the best. And, you know, sometimes when the fields aren't strong, we get great weekends like we've had at, you know, Rocket Mortgage or Honda this year. So, um, on the DP World Tour, we have the Made in Himmerland. Nothing. It's just called Made in Himmerland. It's not the classic. It's not the invite. It's not the challenge. It's just Made in Himmerland. Uh, it's an open qualifying series event. Uh, what golf course is this at? Uh, Himmerland Farso, uh, Denmark. Defending champ is Oliver Wilson. Purse is $3.25 million. Uh, Notable, Simon Forstum, Nikolai Hogard, Rasmus Hogard, Guido Migliassi, the Piss Bear, uh, the Vala Man, Adrian Otagwe, Jordan Smith, and Oliver Wilson are your uh, early notables. We also have um, NCAA football coaches, Velton Meyer, Ross Fisher. So that's Urban, Jimbo, Jimbo Dan Brown, who could be anybody, Mac Brown, and then primetime, Dion Girmishus. So. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of, it's a European tour event. We're going to go through more notables for Friday on the challenge tour. We have the Italian challenge, Frank Kennedy, Jamie Rutherford, Lorenzo Scalise. That's, that's politicians. Kieran Cantley, Dermot McElroy, and Robin Pedersen. So fake tour pros, Carl, Cantley, McElroy, Pedersen and the Italian challenge. Uh, pretty good notables. That's your, uh, that's your schedule for the week. Should we hit, uh, should we hit some news here? Sure. Uh, what do we got here? News open qualifying was yesterday, July 4th. A lot of anger about uh, the live guys not, not showing, 
Like they had spots and they did not start, did not even start. I think it was nine out of 20 didn't show up. Three got in, which is good. The two uh, South Africans, Grace and Schwartzel, and then somebody else that's escaping my uh, escape. Penny Duplessis? No, maybe Cantor. Is Lori Cantor a live guy now? But yeah, nine, a nine did not start, which I don't know. Like, are you a golfer? Are you not like setting aside? Like, so the ones who didn't show were Carlos Ortiz, Peter Uline, Bassi Munoz, Steele Tringali, Leash, Matt Jones, Mito Pereira, and Scott Vincent. They did not start. They were in Valderrama. They're in Europe. Uh, granted, not like the easiest trip Sunday than to play Tuesday in the UK, but they're in Europe. And like, I don't know. I just listening to Nelly Corda talk earlier in the week, like, I, yeah, it's nice to have a big purse. I don't care about a purse. It's the US Open. It's Pebble Beach. Like, I'm a golfer and I want to, I'm going to play for the US Open championship. And I don't know. I guess just different players are motivated by different things that are at different stations in their life. But like whether you're on live and whether you think you should have a spot based on OWGR collusion or not, like if you're a golfer, go play, go try. I don't, I don't know why they don't even start. I mean, Sergio tried, he's played in every one for the last 30 years. He's still trying to get in. I don't get the did not start thing from the live guys, but they got three, three through. It's kind of, Grace Schwartz on Cantor. Yeah. Cantor so, at Royal P- yeah. Porth Call in Wales. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have the list of all the qualifiers, but I don't think we need to run them down. Jazz, uh, Jazzy J got in. Got in. Yeah. yeah. Somebody like double bogeyed at the la- at the very end. My favorite part about all those leaderboards is you have to put your club attachment or you have an opportunity to do it. Affiliation. <laughs> And some people like Gonzalo Fernandez Castano like put his like private company. You know, a lot of people put their club and wherever it is. Somebody put three Jack National, the club pro guy, <laughs> some qualifier. Another put Stainers. I think it was uh, Dean, mean Dean Burmeister said his club affiliation was Stainers. So Fitzy's, uh, that's Fitzy's brother got in. Yep. So 10 years after Matt Fitz got in. So Alex gets in. He was at, was it West Lanks where he got through? Mm-hmm. I think. Um, and that's so going to be, good, that's going to be some catnip them playing together oh, in a yeah. major practice round photos, you know, oh, yeah. and, and an amateur named tiger got in, that's going to be catnip too. Tiger Christensen. Really? I missed that one. Tiger Christensen says, Dietrich it feels amazing to qualify for the Open. I've played really good golf for the last two weeks, especially at the European Amateur where I fell just short. It was good to see putts drop. I remember Rory winning at Royal Liverpool and hitting a bunch of bombs. I'll go there and figure out a game plan. I'm long off the tee, so hopefully that'll work for me. There was one South African named Kyle Barker. He said he'd never played the Lynx course. Never played in the UK. So he was like, this was my first. I think he was at well, yeah, West Lancashire. It's like, I had no idea. <laughs> never played Lynx before. Came up from South Africa, but you know, it's, I'm overjoyed to get through. So uh, it was interesting. I think it was 19, 20 guys punched their, punched their ticket yesterday. Other news um, of significant consequence. Uh, there was this leak 
of legal documents. Uh, I don't know if it was a leak necessarily. Uh, it the was Clay first- Man. The Clay Man. First, rep- just go ahead. Not going away. Still uh, just it- running a foul, <laughs> digging stuff up. He has his ongoing antitrust lawsuit or, or uh, lawsuit against PGA Tour for collusion and horizontal market monopoly, horizontal market division, refusing to deal, all going down in South Florida. The Twitter account, the anonymous Twitter account, Desert Duffer, published these, I think, early in this week. Got kind of lost in the wash of Twitter going to shit in the holiday, um, but not lost in the wash of Ponte Vedra Beach or in golf circles because they have now filed a motion to like reseal again claiming all pages from three to 360 are confidential things that are Um, are out in the wild (laughs) at this point yeah yeah i don't Uh, know what what's resealing them is gonna do bob herrick then picked it up for si uh but the desert duffer had him out there first uh i think he's taking a couple runs at us it's you know the game's the game that's fine uh, he got it out there uh found him uh, in the court documents he got him out there and, and it, they had some interesting stuff in there and herrick's herrick's uh article said circuit clerk of circuit court joseph abruzzo determined um, that they did not meet the criteria for confidentiality, which is why the tour is now vigorously, strenuously objecting to quote a few good men that they do and that they need to be resealed within those documents. Um, is a lot of chuckle fuckery. Let's let's be honest. A lot of uh, pretty red handed uh, evidence of just the bloat and some of the bureaucratic incompetence. Some of the need for, you know, player empowerment to sort of steer the ship of, of their own their own tour and and what, you know, I guess just a lot of years of comfort and complacency and maybe overconfidence and overcomfort in the PGA Tour. There was there were salaries that were published in this pretty high lofty salaries. Um, there were talking points for Tiger Woods. To which he had to tweet. We have Tiger freaking Woods tweeting about t- talking points. Were he to go to the Travelers <laughs> day, last day year? Bo- no. Day before Fourth of July. I read the script. I, I, I mean, like, look, we. I know we sometimes parody the global home and the meeting rooms and what's getting done in those and what how much money is being spent there. This script is preposterous it, have you gone through it it's like he it's it's allegedly i mean tiger's an adult he went to stanford like maybe not the big maybe not a most comfortable communicator in all circumstances but they're like here's when you enter the room jay and then you say jay i need you to leave can you cut the cameras in the back and then like in the talking points it says like i need you guys to do what i did tell the saudis like fuck the saudis <laughs> you know like cursing like Jay's a fighter. Jay is our captain. He's working his ass off. Like it's a page and a half of of talking of, of script. We have to defend the PGA Tour. Look, I understand the, uh, the, the the balance beam that the that the PGA Tour employee bureaucracy, bureaucracy my and favorite, executives have to walk. My favorite of the whole talking points is the intro. 
wait, Tiger, wait for staff to leave yes. and say, yes. it's good to see you guys. Are you, are you kidding going, me? What is going on? It's a page and a half. I can read it word for word. We could go blow. This like, really. This is as. This is as this is as Mickey Mouse as the Clayman Reed lawsuit, where we could go word for word on that. This is as Mickey Mouse. This kind of stuff, giving Tiger word for word. I could go bullet for bullet. Um, just Jay is a fighter. He's doing everything for us. Like like Tiger could communicate. He he said he'd never seen this. I don't think he took this trip to Travelers. Um, I just can't believe this is the kind of stuff that was being done. And I get. I get sort of the balance beam of if you're a PGA Tour bureaucrat or executive, like, yeah, you need the player support. You need someone like Tiger supporting you. It is a player's tour. But this is this is pretty evident evidentiary of like they work, they didn't have any solutions. They didn't have like a great plan last summer. And the players, sort of the player empowerment era we talked about in Delaware, like swooping in to try and figure stuff out and 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 rescue it after stumbling and bumbling through with shit like this and do you want to comment on this brendan i just want to say it's it's good to see you guys <laughs> um i might just start start podcast with that now it's good to see you. uh brackets tiger waits for staff to leave <laughs> Uh, I'd actually like Jay and his staff to leave the room. Please, for a few please cut the camera in the back. Bullet. And please cut the camera in the back as well. Kind of like a Ryder Cup or the President's Cup, when you're down big heading into Sunday singles and the captain has just said about all he can say to rally and motivate the team. Sometimes you need someone who's actually on the team to stand up and talk, player to player. So that's why I'm here. Guys, let me start by saying I think Jay, our captain in this scenario, is working his ass off. This isn't really my thing, as you know. Formal meetings and speeches at podiums. I'll do it, but it's not my favorite thing in the world, especially when it involves getting up at 4 a.m. But I got more comfortable with the idea since I've been started thinking about it like a team cabin captain, I think is what, not to correct the grammar there. Um, this is a dire situation. He's the right, I mean, I could go on and on. He's the right guy for this war. He's a fighter. Um. I think Jay and his just, team have protected you and all of us from the worst of it. So when you ask, what can I do? I have two ideas. First, do what I did. Tell the Saudis to go fuck themselves and mean it. What, how do you mean it? How do you mean Like, what do you say and then mean it? I mean, when you say that. I feel like it's kind of like when you say go fuck yourself. You mean yeah. it. You don't say it's like JK. It's not a light thing to say to somebody. Half, half. I mean, JK. Second, tell the world over and over any chance you get that you are sticking with the tour because you're a part of something bigger than yourself. How about how about how one of the talking points is about his kid? You know, Charlie is a pretty good player. (laughs) And while I'm not sure, and I'm not going to push him, maybe someday he will be a professional golfer at the highest level. Are you kidding me? They're using the Charlie card. (laughs) So... Well, the talking points were certainly the most amusing and, Mickey, and the ridiculous part and, and kind of indicative of some of the stuff that was just scrambling last summer and maybe the bloat and what's being done in these meeting rooms. Probably more substantive. 
and this this desert duffer tweet leak and then Herrig's follow-up story on it it's like the tour the pga tour it seems like saw the european tour as a way to you know close ranks around live right mm-hmm. and that's not like stating anything truly revelatory but they were going to financially pump money into the european tour which um or or take on money take on debt that the European tour comes across as essentially worthless in these documents, right? A distressed asset in deep trouble, but um, it's worth to the PGA tour was a, a way to kind of keep consolidation of seats at the table and power and certainly OWGR entry points. Um, and so there's, that's in this presentation. They are you know, willing to invest this presentation to the tour, uh, to players about why they would invest or, you know, partnership with the European tour. And it seems like they would, ju- they're just going to strip the European tour for parts. Like there's Ryder no Cup. grand plan to like, like there's, and maybe this is their, their duty as a, as a company, but there's no, like, there's no real plan to make golf better. There's no real, they're not like looking out for global golf or professional golf in any way they're just going to strip it for parts and neuter it and use what they can or based on these documents and to kind of keep head off any kind of OWGR entry point for live or or live partnership with Pelly. Oh, (laughs) go ahead. There was another great amusing part of Jay having to correct all of uh, Keith and or Scott Pelly's horrible grammar and typos and just like an email he wants to send. It's not like it's Slack. I have, I will fully admit every Slack message I said has two to three typos. But if I'm going to send an email to Yasser Al-Ramayan, I'm probably going to double check it and I'm probably going to make sure the grammar and spelling is nice and tight. Whereas Jay and Tour are rewriting uh, Pelly's, uh, you know, miss, miss, you know, just slew of typos. I, Go ahead. I do wonder what the future is with this, the way they're going. It, to me, it seems like a, a world tour is somewhat in play. Like it has maybe. to be right. Like if you're talking about with the, if you're talking about maximizing the value of the tour, right. And that's what, if you're bringing private money in and you've got this new entity, new co and you, you know, the PGA Tour has been extremely, extremely held back by its nonprofit status. I mean, that's why they're in this situation. But if you if you bring in all this like private equity money, if you bring in the Saudi money, you need to then like start to bring returns, right? You want, and I think where the value is going to be is if they get to a worldwide tour. Where you can draw in the the money from Asia, you can draw in the money from the Middle East, you can draw in like that's what's going to really move the needle. I think like when you think about the way a sport like F one or you know the the soccer leagues, like those maximize value by providing a global game, if that makes sense. Yeah, I would like to think that the uh, PIF involvement in that now would 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 increase the chance for that. But based on a lot, and maybe that's what that maybe that's you know with PIFs involved, and 
global game we're talking like Jetta and that it's just and wait stuff like that just but, wait for Jetta um just wait for the PGA Tours Jetta stop but the PGA Tour like the the two-way street of the PGA Tour European Tour part of this like I would have zero confidence in them oh yeah in the tour allowing anything like that just it's very evident from this that maybe you keep a Scottish Open as, as somewhat substantive and and that's it I just it's what sucks <laughs> I can't imagine if you're looking at long term what will make golf the most popular. I can't imagine that like they're going to be going to Sea Island or you know <laughs> traveler like long term. I'm I'm not saying in the next 3 years, right? Yeah. Saying 10 yeah. years out if you're talking about how do we make this golf league the biggest it can be? You can't be going to Cromwell, Connecticut and, you know, insert there's any, so like, much money. Yeah. Like yeah. there's the world is so big and there's so much money, so many places that currently aren't being served. Right. Like title sponsors yeah. are great, but like, there's more money to be had elsewhere than just through these sponsorships, right? Yep. Um, I I don't know what comes of this, but I mean, there's some some you know indications here of, of like the tour dealing with the European tour in a way that just it's closing ranks in a way, right? Taking competitors off the board more or less via via alliance, and you know. Well, I mean, um, has there been a competitor on the board other than Liv, really? Like, when was the last time that the European Tour was a competitor? A real right. competitor? Well, they, they, in this way, their worth was as someone who could have an OWGR entry point or, you know, a could get go the other way, get in bed with Liv. And There's always uh, the Mina it, Tour. Was, what do you think this all means for the Mina Tour? That's why they invest in what, quote-unquote, a worthless or distressed asset, more or less. Um I don't know, man. It's just I. You have to think that the tour with this in cash cash infusion is going to look at buying the the PGA out of the Ryder Cup. God, that's that's a separate part of them getting access to the Ryder Cup. Are they going to ruin the Ryder Cup? How what are they gonna, like? I mean, I also read this and it's like, yo, if you're a player, like people need to be cleaned out. Like, so there there's undoubtedly many smart people in the building. There's also probably way too many people just on a ride and and last year kind of was very um illuminating of that and i think whoever whoever wrote the tiger talking points should be given a raise (laughs) it's a player's tour but it's not i i don't know if your player empowerment like their their job is to play the golf i guess their the other people's job is to come up with script talking points it's kind of ridiculous but um anyways all right that was that was the big news earlier this week after we'd recorded after a rocket mortgage so all right that does it we will be back our subscribe our, our episode how about that newsletter worse for the wear our hey late breaking news pine valley golf club to host the 2034 curtis cup we just got an wow. email from usga pine valley golf club so I think you had, Is that you had the one you maybe hinted in... at that once or twice. 
Someone by the Splash Park, I believe. So um, there's many Pine Valleys, but uh, 2034 Curtis Cup match. So that's whatever, 11 years away. But people will be worked up about that. Good stuff. Um, all right. Everyone, enjoy your Wednesdays. We'll be back. We'll have daily newsletters on the U.S. Women's Open at Pebble. We'll be back Friday to talk to you here. 